y'all it's your girl jazz and i'm back with another episode of lay hot pear so um like i mentioned last week i didn't have time to do a podcast episode so i shared a um i think i shared a playlist with y'all like i'm pretty sure i shared a playlist or an album with y'all i forgot i'll have to go back and look ah um but i have time this week and i wanted to kind of hop on and do like a favorite things kind of episode. Um, I know a lot of bloggers do this. They'll like recap the end of their month with like their favorite things of the month. So like favorites from October, favorites from September and all that. These are like current favorites for me. And I thought about doing um, a blog post with these and I might, like I might do one. We'll see. But sometimes I feel like it's easier for me to just jump on the mic and um, just like say it instead of typing it out. Cause I can get it out. Fa- I don't know. Anyway, I might do both. We'll see. Um, so speaking of jumping on the mic, my mic is the first thing I want to talk about on this episode. So uh, I use a blue snowball. Yeah. A blue snowball mic. Um, it is a, a black one, but it's a, it, it's a blue snowball mic. And it's a few, like, I, I want to say I bought it refurbished or I bought like one of the Amazon open box ones for me. Um, but I love it. Like ever since I started, uh, doing self-production, I've been using this mic and I love the sound quality of it. I love how easy it is to use. Like it's a USB mic. So you literally plug and play or plug and record. Um, and I use audacity to record at home. So I literally plug my mic in, open audacity, hit record. Um, I loved it so much (laughs) that when we decided to relaunch the podcast for YP, um, these were the mics that I recommended. I was like, Hey, no, they're amazing sound quality. The price point is awesome. Like I think I paid 30 something for an open box version of mine. And I think the brand new ones are 45 to 50 bucks, which still isn't bad. Um, considering a studio session on regular is between two bucks a minute to five bucks a minute, a minute (laughs) y'all. So, um, yeah, no, I love it this way. The hosts are able to, um, record from wherever they are. They, I mean, everybody has a computer at this point for the most part, everyone has a computer or they can borrow a computer. Um, and they can jump on Skype. We can record the Skype call and we'll be good to go. And that's actually how I do my interviews. When I have other people on the show, um, I record our Skype calls. So this mic is great for that. It's great for other things, of course, but I love it for recording my podcast. Um, and it's small enough, like it's portable, like it's, it's big enough to take up space, I guess, but it's small enough to be portable. And I like that. Um, another thing that I've been loving recently is, uh, I, we actually tried these last week. I want to say last week we had a tenant event. No, week before last we had a tenant event and, um, I've done like, I like ciders. I like beer. I like whiskey. In fact, I have a, um, a whiskey tasting event coming up this week that I'm looking forward to, but, um, I hadn't really done hard seltzers. Uh, I know white claw was huge. Like it's uh, so much so that 
the supply, like the supply and demand of it, more there was more demand than it was supply for a while. Uh, so we kind of ran out of White Claw in the nation for a little while. Um, but yeah, so I tried Truly two weeks ago, and it was pretty good. Uh, I had the black cherry and the orange one, and I can totally see why people like drinking it. One, you can't taste the alcohol. Like, it tastes like a bubbly for the most part. Like, you can taste the flavor, at least with those. I haven't had White Claws, but at least with the Trulies, you can taste the flavor. So it tastes more like a bubbly than it does a LaCroix, because a LaCroix has a hint of a flavor. Bubblies, you can taste the flavor of it. Um, and I want to say it was like 5 or 8% alcohol. Something like that. Like it was a significant, it was essentially the same amount as a beer. Uh, or at least a light beer. So we quickly ran out of those at our event. Um, and I could totally see why. Like I could see why people were going back and forth. Like I said, I had to. And I was only there for an hour, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I I get the appeal. And with Houston being more of a, not necessarily tropical, but we don't get cold here. So we can have summer drinks year round for the most part. So I see that as, I see these drinks, especially Truly's for me at least, being like a good drink for me to have around the holiday season, especially that black cherry, I plan on bringing a case of that or having at least a case of the, one case of that at my friend's giving and probably bringing it to whatever family function I go to along with whiskey. Because I, for those of you who know me in real life, um, you know that I'm still learning to find joy in cooking. And I know I've been saying that for a few years, but I haven't truly, truly, truly found joy in it yet. So I'm still learning to find joy in cooking. Uh, but for those of you who, who don't know me in real life, I'm the person who brings the whiskey, <laughs> or beverages, ice cups, rolls, um, plastic cutlery. Like I'm that person who bring. I'm I'm the person who brings that kind of stuff to gatherings because I just don't volunteer to cook for big groups of people like that. I just don't. Um, even when I have my friends giving here last year, I. I probably did the most I've ever done as far as like having a shindig at my house. I made turkey breast. I did Brussels sprouts and green beans and not just like green beans, but like green, bean, green beans with potatoes and bacon and all that stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that again. That was a lot. Like that was a lot, a lot. And I don't think that's my portion. So, <laughs> um, I think I'm going to stick to, buying the meat from somewhere else and just having everybody else bring sides like I usually do and then always providing uh, the alcohol and drinks and stuff like that. So um, I said all that to say, I think I'm going to have to start stocking Trulies at my place because those were pretty good, like really, really good. Um, Y'all know, and if you don't, you should, I love carbonated water. And this is probably, in fact, let me take a sip right now. Sorry, I'm working on a, um, a liter of Perrier, their lime. I love Perrier's lime, and I love um, Tapachico Twist of Lime. Uh, I think I started drinking carbonated water a few years ago. Like, my dad's loved it for years, and he would always go to places and be like, 
I just need some bubbly water. Just push the black button. And I didn't get it for a while, but now I do. I love it. I love plain carbonated water. I love flavored carbonated water. I like carbonated water. Um, It kind of, no, it definitely not kind of, it curbs my uh, desire for soda. Because sometimes I just want to burp. Like I just need that carbonation. And those do it for me. So I was going into something else. Technology. Let's go into that. So my, the technology sect of my favorite things. Like I really want to bust out and sing. These are a few of my favorite things. The Mary J. Blige version that I love. Um, but my voice isn't right there now. So I might drop it in at some point. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Let's go into technology. So since my last episode, uh, Apple has dropped a new iPhone. <laughs> I promise this is, it's, I feel like it's been so much longer since I've dropped an, uh, so long since I've dropped an episode, but Apple has dropped their new iPhone. So they've dropped the 11s, the 11 maxes and the 11 pros. I think that's what they are. Um, as well as iOS 13. And in fact, we are now because iOS 13.0 was so trash. Um, they already, (laughs) we're already on iOS 13.2. Um, and I said I was going to wait. So when they dropped 13.0, I said I was going to wait until 13.1 was released because that release was already scheduled for, for four days after they dropped 13.0. Like they knew how unstable that, that release was. So, um, I said I was going to wait and then I found out about the new features in iOS 13. So, I still have my iPhone 8. I've had this iPhone 8 since last February. So, February 2018. In fact, for Valentine's week, I bought myself a present. <laughs> and I got an iPhone 8 because I had, from the, previously, I'd had uh, my iPhone 7. So, I have an, a gold iPhone 8, 256 gigabytes. I don't think I'm going to trade it in. Um, I think I want to keep it as my backup phone, so I don't think I'm going to trade it in. But I knew I wanted to roll up to the new iOS um, to try it out before I got the new 11. Like, I want to get the 11, and I probably won't get it until closer to Thanksgiving or Christmas. Uh, T-Mobile, a lot of carriers actually tend to do really good deals at that time, and I have an amazing, uh, I get really good discounts with T-Mobile like already. Um, but I'm going to see what they offer and see how much I can get off of an 11, but I have my eye on the purple 256 gigabyte 11. Um, cause I don't want to go too big. I still, I like the size of the eights and the sevens. Like I don't, I never wanted to get a plus cause I was too big. So I have my eye on the 11, but I wanted to kind of like start playing with the operating system before I upgraded my phone. So after, I don't know, an hour or so of debating with myself, (laughs) I decided that day to go ahead and roll up my operating system from 12, I think I was on, whatever the last 12 release was, to iOS 13.0. That was a little bit of instability, but for the most part, it was okay. And of course, when they dropped 13.1, I rolled up there. But there are a few features on 13.0 that I have been loving. First first off, dark mode. So that was probably the first thing I did once I um, updated my iOS. 
I put my phone in dark mode. I have not taken my phone out of dark mode since that day. Now, for those of you who don't know what dark mode is, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily turn your whole f- screen, like it doesn't turn all your screens black, but it turns, um, it's like your home screen and your your lock screen, of course, those are a tad bit darker, but once you're inside of apps, it has a black background. So if you've used Twitter and dark mode or night mode before, you know this, um, and I used Twitter, like I was using Twitter and night mode, and that really helps. Um, it helps at night, like I'm on my phone a lot at home, and it's not as strenuous on my eyes. Um, I don't know, I just like it. It just, it looks cleaner. I don't know. I, I like it. So, dark mode. Uh, the second thing I turned on was the feature to silence unknown calls. Y'all. Y'all. I don't know... I mean, I swear I signed up for people to take my phone number off of spam call lists, but I've still been getting them. And this has cut that down tremendously. Like, oh my gosh. So the, that's, it's, it's a feature now you, uh, I think it's under, I don't even know like where it is in settings. I just searched silence at the top and it's like third from the, it's the third option. Um, but I turned it on and the only downside to that is, and it's, it's not really a downside for me because yes, I do like I'm dating a few guys. Um, but I save people's numbers and I don't do that save numbers, but I save pictures because I like to know who I'm talking to and not just with like dating guys, but like with the industry that I'm in, I use my phone a lot at work. So a lot of my vendors have my number. A lot of my contractors have my number. Um, but I say if I, if someone has my, since my company doesn't pay for my phone, um, if someone gets my cell phone number, they've only gotten it because I've given it to them. Like it's not what, it's not in the signature of my, uh, it's not in my email signature or anything like that. So I've given this person my cell phone number. So in return, I've gotten their cell phone number. So I have to make sure even more now that I'm locking in these numbers or we'll send these people straight to voicemail, which is fine. Cause I can re I mean, these people know, like my contractors know if I don't answer, leave me a voicemail, I'll call you back or send me a text or whatever like that. So it doesn't block text messages, but it does send unknown calls straight to voicemail. Um, so for people who, and I, I have, I know people like this. I have a lot of people in my life like this who do not say phone numbers. And they will text, I mean, I, I don't know how they know who they're talking to because I can't, that, I can't deal with that in my life. Um, this might not be the feature for them, but pe- for people like me who saves all contacts and I have all my contacts synced from Google. So it's, I mean, if I ever got your number since I've had a cell phone, your number's in my phone. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I like that feature, the silence all unknown calls. But I'll oh, but I have, another thing is I have to remember to turn it off when I book an Uber or Lyft or when I um, order food like from Uber Eats or Favor or anything like that because they tend to call, and I don't want their calls to go to voicemail. So when that happens, I'll turn it off, and then once I am either at my destination or I've received what I needed to get, I'll turn it back on. <laughs> Because I don't want to get these spam calls. I don't like getting robo-dials. Um, yeah, that's that's a feature that I really, really love. 
Another one that's on there that I love is Memoji. Uh, now, previously, this was only on iPhone 10s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 10s, because they had the Face ID. So, um, they rolled it out with iOS 13. It rolled out to everyone, and I love it. So, no, I, since I don't have Face ID or Face, re face Recognition... I can't make the videos, but I did create my own Memoji, um, and I can drop her in and like, as memes, I guess. Yeah, as like memes. <laughs> so I've done that sometimes. I used to have her as my profile picture, like my, yeah, my profile picture. I took that off because I tend to share my contact <laughs> card with people, and I don't want that coming up as my picture for that. So I took that off. But I do like the fact that I have a Memoji now. So now I can like share it with friends. Um, and another feature that I thought was really, really dope. Um, not necessarily for me because I use a third party app for this. But swipe. I don't know what Apple officially calls it. But I've always called it swiping. Where you can like swipe your finger to type instead of like tick, tick, tick. Like uh, individually selecting the letters. So... Um, I've been using SwiftKey since I had my Galaxy S3. I know that sounds really dated, y'all. Like, I'm pretty sure y'all are like, what? Probably 2013, 14? I really want to say it was that long ago. I've been using SwiftKey. So, um, and then when I migrated over from Android to Apple, um, that was the year that they started letting third-party keyboards or people use third-party keyboards so that made my transition super super easy because I was not prepared to go back to typing regularly on phones so um I like I said I've been using that and it's gotten really really good at predicting what I need to say or what I'm trying to say um but for those people who do use Apple's native keyboard they now have the opportunity to, or have the option to swipe instead of texting normally. Y'all, it saves time. It saves, I mean, you can type with one hand and I do quite often. Like I will have my finger in the ring or in the, um, instead of a pop socket, I have like a ring socket. So I have one finger in there and I'll be swiping with my other and I can text on the go. It's so much easier. Um, I'm hoping that that becomes more popular. I really love SwiftKey. I don't see myself giving it up, especially with the customization of the um, keyboard. Like now I have a, a cartoon drawing of Beyonce's formation dancers from the Super Bowl. And uh, around the holiday time, I typically put it on like a Harry Potter one, like a Gryffindor or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I love the customization of the keyboards. I love the fact that it learns you like it. I mean, it's AI, so <laughs> it it's pr it's pretty predictable, and it's typically right. Um, so yeah, I like that, um, and I see good things ahead for I for iOS thirteen. So I'm looking forward to the other updates that they have coming out for that. Um, so yeah, now that I've spent like ten minutes talking about. <laughs> My favorite, the favorites on my phone. I do want to talk about um, something else that's kind of technology based. That's a favorite, and I feel like it's been a favorite since it's been around. You know, Google is free. Um, 
I was having the hardest time this past weekend trying to figure out how to set up uh, two mics, how to record from two mics on one computer. And I mean, I consider myself a pretty efficient Googler. Like I know how to use keywords. I know how to like, I, I know how to search pretty well. And it's like when I, when I figured it out, once I, like once I was able to solve that problem, I felt like the smartest person in the world. But I tell people all the time, Google is free and it is available. I cannot tell you how many times people have looked at me and thought that I was an absolute genius and I didn't want to burst their bubble <laughs> by telling them that all I did was a quick Google search. But sometimes I have to tell them, no, yeah, yes, I'm a valuable asset. Yes, I am a great person who has a wealth of knowledge. But guess what? I also use the tools that are available for me. And I really wish more people did that. Um, I don't always want to sound rude when I say, well, did you try Googling it? So now I'm trying to find phrases that that essentially relay the same message without saying, did you try Googling it? <laughs> so recently I've used, well, what did Google have to say? Well, what did, what did you type in the search engine? It, or if someone says they weren't able to find the answer, I'll ask them what they typed in the, what search engine did they use and what did they type in there? Maybe we should adjust their search, their, their keywords, stuff like that. But I'm really trying to steer people towards, um, that free resource because it is a free resource. Um, not just at work, not just with YP, with, in life general, like, it's a free resource that's absolutely amazing. Uh, and that will probably be on my favorites list forever. Forever. Um, another thing that's on my favorites list is, okay, so this is going to sound really weird. Not really weird. Kind Maybe. I guess it depends on how much TV you watch and whether you have cable. So I kind of cut the cord recently. Um, I talked about this on a previous episode. I definitely had a blog post about this, uh, but I pared back my internet and cable package like tremendously. So at this point I only have internet and I have, um, kid channels. So Nickelodeon, I have local channels, of course. So all my ABC, NBC, CBS, all that good stuff like that. I have those. And then I have Nickelodeon, Disney, Hallmark, and I think that might be it. <laughs> and I use my fire stick at, um, for streaming everything else. So I have Netflix, I have Hulu because Spotify pay, pays for Hulu. Um, I have, what else do I pay for? I have Amazon uh, prime video because I have Amazon prime. Um, and then I use, uh, my friend's login for everything else. So I, um, of course my fall TV shows are back. And while those are great, sometimes I just want to put something on to like drown or to, as background noise, not even not to drown out the sounds, but just background noise. And I recently watched all of Dynasty on Netflix, which is a show I never got into, but I watched the first two seasons of that and it was dramatic AF. Um, and I will probably tune into season three if they bring it back. It was super dramatic, but I loved it. Um, I started watching Carnival Row 
I haven't, uh, I think I have like two episodes left in the season for that on Amazon Prime with Cara Delevingne and, um, oh, what's that baby's name? Orlando Bloom. So that one's pretty good. Um, I started watching The Hills as like true background noise, like old school, old school Hills episodes. Um, but I decided to rewatch Suits. So for those of you who don't know, USA was one of those channels. They really, I mean, probably started killing the game a long time ago with their original content. So they had like Suits, COVID Affairs, um, Psych. I mean, just a lot of really good show, a lot of Graceland, um, a lot of really, really good shows. And I didn't know this until recently, but Amazon Prime has a lot of those shows available. So if you love those old USA shows and you can't find them on the app, go to Amazon Prime. They have like every episode, the entire series available. Um, now for those of you who don't know, if you didn't watch Suits, I don't know why I keep saying for those of you who don't know, Ugh, I got to find a new phrase. Anyway, if you watch Suits like I did, you would know that the series just ended two weeks ago, two, maybe three weeks ago, just ended, like series just ended. Um, this was the show that Duchess, uh, Megan was on before she got married. Um, this is the show that she was actually known for. She did a few other, she did a few other like role. She had a few other roles, but this was the show that she was like known for. Um, Gabriel Mock was on here. Patrick J. Adams. Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't think of Lewis's real name and I can see his face. Gina Torres is on here. Like a lot, a lot of people that you recognize have been on suits. It's like SVU. You recognize a lot of the faces from it. Um, so the series ended and I wasn't prepared to let it go because more recently Catherine Heigl joined the cast and Dwelle Hill joined the cast and, um, the last season was really good, but I missed the camaraderie between, uh, Mike and Harvey, which are Gabriel's character, Gabriel and, uh, Patrick's character. So I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can find, at least find season one, two, and three. Because I think they had nine seasons. I think they had nine seasons. So I was like, if I can find the first three seasons, I can find the other, the rest of them somewhere else. Y'all, they had all eight seasons on Amazon Prime. So I'm now <laughs> in the middle of season two. I've been going back and rewatching it. And I love it. Like, I forgot how good these episodes were. And I forgot how early they introduced a lot of these characters. Like... Uh, Lewis's wife, she was introduced in season one and I took completely forgot that. I'm like, oh, Sheila didn't come around until see, uh, until season like four or five. No, she was introduced in season one. Um, a good show. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like it's a really good show. And if you like legal dramas, this is a show for you. Um, another show, if you like legal dramas and rest in peace, Diane Carroll, uh, because seeing her on this show was what prompted me to go back and look at her old works, White Collar. <laughs> Matt Bummer was on there. Um, that show was amazing. And Diane Carroll had a phenomenal, she did a phenomenal job on that show. Um, I'm sure that's on Amazon Prime. I'm going to have to go check. Like, I think it's on Prime Video. I will have to check. But if you have a chance and you want to just like witness the genius that is Diane Car Carroll again, check that out. Um, I wanted to talk about Raising Dion. So that dropped. So let's back up. The teaser trailer for this dropped almost two years ago. 
I think they, I know they had a short film a while back, and then they uh, then Michael B. Jordan, Michael Bay Jordan uh, said that he was interested in bringing it to TV, Netflix, somewhere. He was interested in like getting behind it, putting a production behind it. And a teaser trailer dropped, I think the end of 2017 or early 2018. And I knew then that I had to watch this show. So Raising Dion is about uh, a little seven-year-old boy, eight-year-old boy, seven, he turns eight on the show, uh, who finds out he has magical powers. And um, he is, he has a single mom because his dad has passed away. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and so it's her and him dealing with her, his powers and all that stuff like that. Um, it's nine episodes on Netflix, about 45, 50 minutes each. I finished it in a weekend. Like I started it Saturday. I started it this past Saturday, finished it on Sunday and I loved it. I loved it y'all. Um, it makes you experience a broad range of emotions. They touch on a lot of topics. So yes, of course, they touch on magic. They touch on family. They touch on um, racism. They touch on classes. I mean, they touch on so much. I cried. I laughed. I wanted to thump Dion at times. Um, it was a really good show. Really really good show and I cannot encourage you guys enough if you have the time and you want to if you can dedicate nine hours of your life please go watch Raising Dion please go watch Raising Dion in fact watch it with your kids if you have kids in your life watch it with your kids because the way they broach a lot of these topics especially the topic of racism the way that topic was broached they did it in a way that kids could understand and it made it I feel like that would, it kind of like, it would set you up for a way to explain it to your kids without it going above their head. Does that make sense? Um, I love the show. It, I mean, it didn't hurt that Michael Bay Jordan was in there looking like Bay, just fine, fine, especially in the library when he was at Morehouse or at the AUC library. Just, just fine, y'all. Um, but really, really, really good show talked about how important the arts are, especially in the black community. Um, just really good. So if you have a chance, please, please, please go watch it. Uh, and speaking about, um, actually, actually, I want to touch on this. I wasn't sure if I wanted to, but I want to touch on this. So I told uh, one of my coworkers, we've been friends for a while, but I told her, she was like, what are you watching this weekend? I was like, oh, Raising Dion. And I was like, I mean, I was going to watch it because of Michael B. Jordan, but I really wanted to get some streams on it because of uh, his connection to it. So Outlier Society is his production company, and he is the first, I think the first public production company to have an inclusion writer um, for all his production, like for everything he produces. So there has to be diversity not just amongst like races, but amongst like gender and all that stuff like that. And it was so weird to me that it's 2000. I think that, I think he established this and I think he like, yeah, I think he started it outlier last year. So 2018 was the fact was the first time that this was included. An inclusion writer, like was th the first public one, 2018. 
And then you have like what happened this weekend with Tyler Perry, the first production lot owned outright, no investors, no partners, nothing by a black, by a black person, not just a black person, but a black man. Now this is a man who, I mean, not even, he was living in his car and he now has production lot. So homes, uh, sound stages, multiple, I think he has like 12 sound stages, multiple homes like for production, huge lot. And not only does he have that, but the land that it's on was formerly owned by slave owners, excuse me, formerly owned by slave owners. I want to make sure that I enunciated that correctly. So that is phenomenal. So he had a gala there a full weekend, like he had a gala and then church service and he was giving everybody tours of the grounds. And if you can, I really hope Ava DuVernay saved these stories. Someone will have these. If you can, if you get a chance, don't just go and look at the, um, I mean, definitely look at the pictures from Saturday night because they are phenomenal. Your faves are in there standing with other faves, standing on other faves. And it's so cute, so cute. Um, and they all looked amazing. Um, he gave actors and actresses stars on his lot that you probably wouldn't see on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is unfortunate because these are people who deserve it. Like Keisha Knight Pulliam, she's been in the game forever and she's probably not going to get a, st- uh, get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that sucks. Um, Lance Gross got a star. Like he named sound stages after um, Ruby D and Ossie Davis after um, Cicely Tyson, after Oprah, after Will Smith, after Holly Berry, after, I mean, after just, um, what's his name? John Singleton, like people who deserve recognition, people in our community who deserve recognition, he recognized them. And some of them, he was able to give them their, their uh, roses while they were alive. Some of them have since passed and he still wanted to memorialize them and memorialize the the contribution that they've made not only to Hollywood but to black Hollywood um so I thought that was really really dope but Ava Ava DuVernay uh shared in her stories the tour like she had that role she was sharing some of the tour on her stories and I watched it and I mean it's you get chills when you realize the the how far um not only Tyler Perry has come, but how far that land has come. So I know that I've said this before. <laughs> um, I didn't always watch Medea movies in theaters and the plays and stuff, because to me it was like, I mean, that was a holiday. I, we had people like that in our family. So I wasn't, I was like, I don't, I don't need to spend money on this. I can go to my auntie house on Thanksgiving and see this. But... I'm going to support Tyler Perry and whatever he does because he gives back to the community. He makes sure that black and brown people are employed and not just actors, but people behind the scenes too. His crew is black and brown. Um, that, I mean, it's, it's an inclusion writer. So I think that's awesome. So I'm going to support Tyler Perry and I really hope that he's able to secure deals with other, um, the, no, not even that. Support Tyler Perry, whether it's with your dollars, whether it's with, um, whether it's supporting other productions that film on his lot, whatever. 
we need to support Tyler Perry Studios. Um, I don't want to get too preachy on this, but I didn't want to, I couldn't end this episode without talking about a little bit that I was doing, um, a, lo- a few of the things that I was doing this past weekend. So we had a census, we did census canvassing and voter canvassing this past weekend. And um, I was shocked with how many people didn't know about the upcoming census. Um, so for those of you who don't know, every 10 years, it's mandated by the government that we count every person in the United States. Doesn't matter your status, doesn't matter if you're here legally, if not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We count every person here in the United States. And that's done for, of course, track, not tracking purposes, but it's done so of cor- for, 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 words, for, of course, population reasons, but also for monetary reasons. So we want to make sure that um, states, cities, counties, areas are properly funded, that they get enough funding from the U.S. government and from the state um, so that roads are fixed, so schools are operational. So, I mean, you want to make sure that the quality of life is there. Parks are around, um, that there aren't food deserts, like stuff like that. You want to make sure that people can thrive. And unfortunately, people don't always participate in the census. And so as a result, areas are underfunded. um, Ghettos become worse. Food deserts become more prevalent because this only happens once every 10 years. And so off those numbers, they base... um, like potential growth, like potential population growth, all that. Yeah, please participate in the census. Next April until, it starts April 1st, 2020. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, it runs until July. And if I'm wrong, I will correct myself on the next episode. (laughs) Participate in the census, y'all, please. Um, And this episode drops on Tuesday the 8th. So by now, uh, voter registration is already closed. It actually closed Monday. But... Um, if you've already registered to vote, if you are registered to vote, vote locally, like definitely vote for the, on the national election. You definitely want to make sure you vote on the national election, but you need to vote locally. You need to vote for your state representatives. You need to vote for your, for your municipal representatives. You need to vote on local bills, local laws, your local representation, your mayors absolutely have to vote for these people. Okay. Vote for your judges, your vote, vote locally. Um, when polls open in November, please go out, make your voice heard and make sure you research what you can. I mean, if you, if at at least, at least know what's going to be on your ballot. So you're not there like with your eyes open, like a deer in the headlights because you don't know what's going on. At least research what's going to be on your ballot and vote. Okay. Um, so I'm going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to get too preachy, but I had a few things I wanted to get out. Uh, and I hope you guys have an amazing week. And as usual, uh, if you have any questions, any comments, any topics you want me to cover, um, please feel free to DM me at Lay Hot Pear or and all that jazzy. Um, or you can send me an email at jazz at, jazz at Lay Hot Jazz. Ooh, I'm going to learn how to talk one day. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening. I hope y'all, I hope y'all have a great weekend week, week. I hope you have a great week. Bye.